once again, I am standing here in a delegate authority for our bishop. Our bishop, Srinamia, together with our bishops and the patriarch, is uh, in the Israel uh, pilgrimage. They're in the Holy Land right now, so together with the patriarch and other bishops. And so we have to pray for them. And uh, the security, the, the, uh, uh, this, uh, nothing that would uh, about what they need to do when they're there in the Holy Land. Because it is a Holy Land, as they say, but a lot of things there is not, uh, or people, or the Palestinians, other things that they're doing. So we pray all for the safety and also the, what you call, the divine encounter with the Lord. And also, uh, I would uh, advise it to you, next Sunday we have a visitor. He is the uh, director of Cathedral Bakin. Mr. Pariel will be the one teaching us here on this uh, coming Sunday. So, it's for our heart also. And, because our bishop, uh, this man of God is coming here to bless us, so at least we could also learn just to bless him and, and his family. So that we could go here on Sunday prepare. No? So the man of God is coming to us here on Sunday. He's a uh, rector of a cathedral of the king, a bishop Ariel, here on Sunday. Okay, so as we start to continue in our uh, worship today in the table of the in the table of the word of God, our topic is built up in righteousness. We're built up in righteousness. Righteous means right standing with God and doing what is right. You say righteousness is we have been already received the righteousness of God and received God, Jesus. But doing the right thing is a process that all of us are doing. Doing to be righteous before God. That's an everyday uh, task that we have to do, to do the right thing before God to men and in our lives. So here, the Lord is teaching the disciples from Matthew chapter 1, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, like uh, topic last Sunday, he's teaching his disciples of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are teaching in the mountain or the teaching about blessedness or being uh, blessed before God. And not only bless, we say bless financially, but also bless, being blessed as a whole because God had blessed us. So not only talking about finances and material things, but God has blessed us. And at the same time also, what kind of people that we would receive much of this blessing? So we could see here in verse 1 to 12, the list of things that you use, the standard that you learned how to live, beatitudes in your Bible, hmm? the Sermon on the Mount, or other says beatitudes, the teaching about being blessed, or the way we live, or our standard in holy living. That's why beatitudes be attitude. Our attitude, simple understanding. So here, verse 13 to 20, it talks about how we're going to have 
or to walk in that attitude. It gave us an idea how. And the Old Testament had personally it says about fasting. And the second thing is about the Holy Spirit. So fasting means is our way of discipline of ourselves. So when we say fasting is not only uh, uh, forbidding ourselves to eat meat. Puasa di magkaot karni ay anang simana santa. No? So sometimes the meaning like, the, 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 the thing that is because Simana Santa in the Magkaon Itkarne. No? That's mostly the thinking there. But the whole thing is that we do it not just to refrain eating meat on the Holy Week, is that because it is Holy Week? No? That becomes traditional. But not eating meat is just an exercise of our faith, exercise of discipline. Learn if you could now training ourselves to discipline. If you cannot, if you could uh, learn not to eat meat or control not to eat meat, then you could also control other things. You could control your mouth. You could control your mind. You control everything. Do you relevance of those things? Or learn to control now our, our, our attitude, our way of thinking. So here, our topic today give us how we could apply this beatitude. And, and here is something, something irony because we always start at verse, supposed to be verse 13 of this uh, verse, verse 13, 13 to 20. But this chunk of verse from 30 to 20, the message is built up in righteousness that one of the key verse, say key verse, important verse in this what we've read is in verse 20. So we'll start on verse 20 before we go to verse 13. We'll talk about verse 20, Matthew chapter 5. It says here, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you by no means enter the kingdom of God. So I say to you that unless you, your righteousness being right with God or living the right way exceed, you exceeds magsubra to the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees you by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So, literally, 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 when you 
Read this. The Bible says, God says, He says, if your righteousness of your doing of your life or your holy living would exceed the Sadducees and the Pharisees, which is mostly sinful. Pag Sadducees and Pharisees, punta bida sa Bible, punta bida sa Bible, punta bida sa Bible, punta but he said, if your righteous living or your way of life exceed these this Pharisees, or he took it in a positive way, exceed, or you said negative, if you cannot surpass them, then you will know you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Very irony. Why? Because at that time, people at that time, in their days, they see the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the leaders, the leaders of the uh, spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual leaders at that time, they see that the Sadducees and the Pharisees are the holiest people on that time. They're like the holiest, and that's the way people see it. They're the most holy people in the time. And they're the, the most strictest when obeying the law. Every single law they want to obey. But the thing is, even though they're the most holiest people, they're the most strictest people to obey the law, they fail. They cannot. So the question now, regarding with this verse, is if these holiest people cannot obey or cannot perfect the holy life, how much more we? That is the question there behind. If these people who knows everything about the law, if these people or these people who knows everything about the Bible cannot fulfill, cannot perfect all of the law, how much more we? That's the question there. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees, they're really, their hearts is willing to obey. But the problem with them is that it's not from the heart. That's the problem. They want to obey the law, first of all, because they're expected to obey the law. Because they're leaders, you're expected to obey the law. And people always think that you could perfect all of the law. And secondly, because they want to make a good impression to the people. That they obey in the law and they're doing what they have supposed to do. But the thing about them is that they only do things because they are expected. See, you say, we say expected to balance it. Everyone is expected something from you, from me, all of us. And that's very natural. Or even sometimes that is the pressure, the pressure from you. Huh? Like in the family. If uh, most of the brothers are, uh, you know, 
uh, excelling in their uh, uh, studies. So, the other brothers were also that pressure also to excel. And so much expectation from the parents that would excel. So there's such pressure to these young people in their mind so they would excel. Because everyone is expecting the parents, the brothers, and everyone in the family and all the friends who say, so there is now such pressure then to do well, in other words, there's a challenge. A challenge. But I mean, it is a pressure. Pressure to them. And there are some kids who could take pressure, who could take the heat. And there's pressure, there are kids who could not. That's why they end up in the, in the million or, oh, sad to say, some people in this age, they end up in suicide because they can't fulfill the expectations of the parents of the people. So here, like the parents, they're expected, just press on them and just should be. But the problem is, they're doing it not from the heart, but just for the sake of pretense and for the sake of the people around them. Because when they do good things, they will be accepted. Sometimes people do good things just for acceptance. They'll be accepted by people. And sometimes when that kind of thing is happening in our mind, we do things, make a pasar. You know what a pasar? We want to show in front that people are good and all these things, but sometimes in the other you can see the other, the other side of it. Well, everyone knows. Everyone, we know everyone. Know everyone. We know that we cannot fulfill it all. We are in the grace of God in the process of doing it. And here, this is what, what the Lord would arrest to this verse. We are expected to do that. Yes, of course. We expected the light, the soul, but do it from the heart and with the help of God. Because here, what is of us? 13, you are the soul of the earth. We lose its flavor, it shall be a season. It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. We are expected to be the soul of the world. Soul the one that gives flavor, gives flavor. Huh? So when we are, when we are in the family or in wherever we are, are we flavor? A sweet flavor? Or bitter, 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 bitter. What kind of seasoning we are? When you're in the office, at school, guy, with friends, in the church, what we are? Are we a good flavor of seasoning? Or whatever you like? Magic salad? Bitsy? Ajinamoko? Whatever. What? Huh? 
He should be. There's a soul. We are just plain one. We are not the one naginumpisan it sana. We are not the one people who always, you know, uh, every time they see you, uh, I smell trouble. Every time they see you, kumintaka, I smell trouble. Hmm? So what kind of, that's what you are. And that's what should be because God is with us. Salt is preservative. So that your food will not uh, easily, you know, rotten or spoiled. Mostly we use salt. So, are we preservative also to, to preserve peace? Preserve joy? Are we the one that always there? We are there always the one that would, would always uh, preserve the unity? What we are. Salt also is like a disinfectant. It is, when you mix it, it will not just, all those, uh, like uh, uh, the meat, like the meat, that, that dead meat that you are buying in the market, they're in the dead. So to preserve it, you need salt, but still it still tastes good. It would preserve, unlike this infectant that would, I don't know what's inside that salt that will not easily, that meat will easily spoil. It, it conquers those uh, like uh, uh, it, in, in elements of that meat that would easily Spoil, you know. Only just for a while, but it will not take a long time. But at least it will preserve. It would stop the uh, spoiling uh, uh, fast, you know, an acceleration. It, it spoiling will be minimized. That's what we are, salt. And we are the light of the world. A light. It's a guide. A light is something that would guide and it would follow. A light will give us hope. In the midst of darkness, when you see the light, it gives us hope for people, direction. The light would also would shine. As long as it shines, it, it, it makes the difference between dark and the light, what is right, what is wrong. And this is our call. This is what we are. And you are what supposed to be. Because God is with us. Because God is with us. But how are we going to do that? How are we going to do this? Because if we honestly see ourselves, not seeing others, see ourselves, we know 
that you cannot make it right every time. We fail and thank God for the grace of God. This is the grace of God that always helps us to change for the better. And how we do that? By trusting our Lord Jesus. This is the first mistake of the Pharisees. They want to do right. They want to, be, to live a holy life. They want to do everything right, but in their own strength, in their own way. You know, it's always be with the Lord Jesus. With the Lord Jesus. And God says here, and said to them, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets that did come to destroy, but to fulfill. He came here to fulfill the law. Those law of Moses. And in the New Testament, he added the other Beatitudes. He said to fulfill it. Because no one could fulfill it perfectly except Jesus. And he fulfilled it by leaving it out and also dying in the cross. That's why our faith is in our Lord Jesus that will help us to change our life for the God. In not in our own strength, in not our own uh, intellect, but of the Lord. So only God could change us. Only God. Because he's the one who manufactured us. Huh? Only God. That's why our trust is in him. A desire to change. A desire for transformation is submitted to God. It's only one who changes us. And because he's the one who can fulfill the law. That's why our faith is in him. Every time we fail, we come to him with his grace, forgiveness, because he knows what we are. He knows what to be a man. So our trust is in him to help us fulfill this calling to be the soul, to be the light of the world, not in ourselves. For he said, as should I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one title, when no means pass from the law till until us fulfilled. Whoever breaks, therefore breaks one list of these commandments and this means so, shall be called the least in the kingdom. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called the great in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least, one of the least, whoever breaks one of the least, pinakamayshot na law, is least in the kingdom of God. And we have to honestly ask ourselves, we have broken it. The big one and the small one. Because if we just break the list, the, the list, pinakamaisot, we have broken. That's why here the Lord first went to trust in Him, to trust on Him. And not only that, but also the second is learn to love our God. That we do 
the stains, the standards of holy life because we love our God. Before we enter him, you know, before we start a mass, we said, the deacon says, for the summary of the law. All the law of God is summarized into two. That to love the Lord your God or your heart, your mind, soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the summary of the law. That when we walk in love, we fulfill the law. We fulfill all those commandments. Now, having said that, is that our motive is to love of God. That we love our God. We want to follow all these rules because we love God. Not a pressure that, yes, that in a basis of pressure and pressure that we should do this, I should do this, I should do this, I should do this, I should, because this is required. People, the Suk helmet because the LTO will give them penalty. And there is no the LTO and helmet ay hindi sa ulo sa siko. See, they're fulfilling the law of fear na base madakpan in LTO. Eh, sok-sok it helmet. No? But why LTO? Why it helmet? So that's not the way we want us to obey. We want to obey the law because we love God. Sok-sok it helmet because that is because that is required. But those other things, it is for your safety. Hmm. We always go to ICU in hospital to pray for somebody. There is always there, lying in that bed, because a motorcycle accident, mostly no helmet. Hmm. And the parents are crying outside because, first of all, they have no money. That's why we instruction. Helmet, 1,000. City sky, 5,000. Believe. Choose. Huh? So they are obeying the law because of fear. Sometimes also that's what children or young people doing. They, they obey their parents because of fear. I remember when our mother uh, you know, you do some bad things, and mother, our, our mother, uh, with the belt. I should say, because of fear, so because of fear, I, 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 my, my answer is wrong. We want to obey God because we love God. That's what, what God wants to do. Not because of fear. Fear to be uh, uh, the penalty. Of course, that, there's that 
sign, but before that, it was still like that. We love God. We love God. And God has shown us His love for us, that He really meant our good and His good plan for us. That's why how we would rebel against God, because it is, we understand it is for our own good. See? And that's why the more we read about the Bible, the more we read about God, we learn this, ah, this is what the Lord what this plan for me, a, a good plan, a good future. So, you understand. And it's easy to obey, you know, the Lord. Because God loves us. Because with no understanding of it, with the word of God, we can choose to rebel against God. That God is so strict, no. God is, is, is not un, is, uh, unfair. But we don't understand. We such rebellion in our heart. We don't want to obey. We want to do our own thing. But what God always said is to have a good life, a good future. That's why some correction there needed, discipline needed. See? See, with our children, they learn to understand why these things. Because if not, we just obey the parents because of fear. And with that kind of attitude, a silent rebellion is in their heart. A silent rebellion. Like we are with God, we make a facade before God, other people, this why, and we are holy. We just bend our so that nobody will see. When you're away, it go back. See? But the more we learn about God, the more we learn about God, we learn to learn to love. And we would eat the silent rebellion in the heart. When I was called uh, away years ago, when I was called about that uh, thing in uh, uh, about uh, the child possessed um, uh, science. Yes. So the youth wanted uh, to be there to uh, exercise that uh, that the kid. Yeah, you know, the science a few years is it's very uh, you know that of reports and uh, possess and uh, whatever things. So. Happened so we get there, we do the young, young people spray. And why these things, these kids, so happens? Because I, there's, there's a manifestation of people in his eyes. His eyes is from, I pray, we deliver us, and speak in tongues. That's it. Because God will do something about it. God is fine. And after he's delivered, I ask her, and I found out that he's born again. Huh? And why is it? So I can this 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 an open door. Why this 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 able manifestation will come to this child? So when just tour with maybe of the youth with me, I talked to her and said, he had a silent hatred and anger for his parents. Oh. I see. Why is that thing that comes to me? 
because he cannot speak out and I want to pretend that this thing is okay, but the silent demon of rebellion inside of her is going to eat it and just open the door so that he must become into her. I said, go to your pastor and talk to her. Because with the ministerial etiquette, because he is, she is a, a sheep of other shepherds, Go to your pastor and talk to your pastor. And open your heart to him and your parents. It will not happen again. So, see, sometimes that's what we are. We rebel against God because we, we use rules, rules. Sometimes it, it, it rehearses us, it curtails our freedom. But that's not the way God wants. It wants us to have a good life, a good future. And with that understanding, we learn to love him because he has a good plan. And that is the attitude that us to, to follow all these things, these rules, because we love God. We love God. First, we love God. First, by trusting God. And second, in that, in that, in that heart to love Him, in, in the spirit of love. And number three is to yield our heart to the Holy Spirit. That is the second reading. The Holy Spirit. We yield unto him. The sanctifier is the one working in us to cleanse us. The Holy Spirit, the one working in our lives to, to, to cleanse our heart. And it's continue to what you call uh, letting the Spirit work in us. The time that the Holy Spirit working in us, you know, tagging something, it will not restless in us. The something that the Holy Spirit always tagging in us. And that is the Holy Spirit working in us. I went to obey him so that you could walk in the life of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, here we're talking about those who could obey. He said, Here, in, in whoever therefore breaks one of this list, and we know we cannot. We cannot fulfill it all. We need the strength of God, we need the grace of God. We need the mercy of God. That's what the Lord said to the to the uh, um, Pharisees. You give tithes, okay, no problem. You give tithes, everything that we do. You give tithes. He said in Matthew 23, 23. He said you give tithes. You all do you do, do these things, but you forgot the other mercy, justice. Don't forget that. Because the attitude of the heart. You're fulfilling everything, but you, 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 you forget justice, mercy. That's doing things just in front. But you want to do things from the heart. And he said here, but whoever does and teach them, we shall be called the great kingdom of God. Whoever does, whoever does, who, who, will, who will do. And in doing it, we need the grace of God. We cannot fulfill all these things. This is not a four-year course. But after you have finished, voila, you're not perfect. No, it is a lifetime. It is a lifetime task of changing and changing and changing and transforming. And it is a lifetime. Nobody could say, you have arrived. Nobody. Nobody. It is a lifetime. Every day. Step by step, faith to faith, precept to precept, 
grace to grace they will give in us to change for the glory of God. So be patient with yourself. Sometimes you're angry with yourself. We have done these things. Be patient. You're in the process of doing that. I learned to be patient with others. Also doing things to change in their life. We need the grace of God. Continue to live day by day. Until we reach that, that maturity. But continue to uh, do and fulfill the purpose of this. We are like diamonds. You know, you know when you see those beautiful diamonds, I've seen it in National Geographic, one of the biggest diamonds, billion dollars. It's, when they get that diamond, it's not a diamond of beautiful, shining diamond. No. It's like a rock. Just a rock. But the time of chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping, it becomes and honing and honing and honing, it becomes a beautiful style. It takes time. It takes process. And the Lord continues to, as, as this, that, that um, I, I don't know what to call that, that man always um, making those uh, diamonds, always Chipping, 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 until they become a beautiful diamond. It takes time. It takes process. But let that uh, diamond maker do it. Same with us. Let God do it work in us. Do it work in us. The chipping, the chipping, the chipping, the pruning, the pruning, the pruning, until they become that beautiful diamond. In time of chipping, in time of pruning, it's not, it's not right. It's, it's, not, it's not good feeling. It's not good feeling to be corrected. It's not necessarily good feeling to, uh, to change. But that's what we are. We're going to change for the better. And let God work in us. Let God work in you and me, for all of us. Because it's an everyone of us is going in that direction to live that right way of living the right way of doing things we are in that direction as we let god reign in our heart in our minds and lastly also that that's why it's continue to renew our mind with the word of god to change our way of thinking attitude attitude is a way of thinking that's another meaning of attitude, your way of thinking, your mindset. How you do things is the way, the way you're thinking. That's what you're doing. That's why our attitude is mostly came from what we're thinking. Thinking and thinking and thinking and doing. We become our attitude and eventually become our character, good or bad. So, renewing our heart, renewing our mind with the Word of God is not an easy thing. And it's not, some would say, four year or eight year course. It is an everyday renewing with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. So, to put, walk in the right in what the Lord has called us to do. We want to do the right thing. We want to do the right thing. But 
in so doing, in the process. We are in the process of doing that. That's so let God work in our heart. Let God work in our heart. And continue to do our part. Let's continue renewing, renewing our mind. When you fail, stand up and go. Continue. Repent. Continue again. Because what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just continue in the Lord. In the mercy of God. That's all the thing we do. Continue in God. Continue. So the Lord will continue working. If you stop your relationship with God, then the Lord cannot much do in your life. But continue with God. So He will continue His work. That what He had begun in you, in us, will continue it until the coming of our Lord Jesus. Please come.